Crafty Radio, episode 413, on February 19th, 2017. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where uh, we are being introduced by the Beach Boys, heroes and villains. And uh, I'm back from surgery, and we have some beers to uh, to. Tempt me back into the world of drinking. Yes, now with less gall. Yes. Well, yeah, well, let's call bladder. <laughs> gall is just bile, so really the bile is the same. It just doesn't get stored. So, uh, what do we start with? Let's start with this one. So All right, New Belgium Day Blazer. This is, uh, they call it an easygoing ale. 4.8% alcohol by volume, 13 IBU. 24 ounce can. See, that's a big can. Uh, they they have a fifteen pack of twelve ounce cans you can get, but this is a, one of those big like pounder cans. Well, pounder would be sixteen, right? Oh, yeah. This one's twenty four. So big big can. Two beers in one. Two 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 beers in one. You can actually use that can capper thing. That yeah. I, actually, I don't think it's the right. It's a bigger diameter, isn't it? No, I think it's probably well. No, it's a little bigger. A little bigger. All right, so Dayblazer. This will be the first time I've had this beer from them. The can just says easygoing ale. It doesn't yeah. really tell us anything well, about the beer. That follows the Peter Brookhart school of not really being uh, yeah. distinctive about styles. Yeah, that's a good point. Peter, the brewmaster at New Belgium, doesn't like pigeonholing things into styles. Yeah. Styles arise after certain flavors become... Consistent and popular. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as we as we talked about with the um, was it the Czech Pilsner thing, where you said a friend of yours went to or or, or Jamie oh not Jamie um, who was was Keith it? Cost yeah Keith Cost went to that area and found that none of the Czech Pilsners were matching the Czech Pilsner. Well, it was for the, it was the homebrew guideline. Okay, you know the American, the right. American Homebrewers Association. Or actually, the the BJCP right. guidelines for Czech Pills says you know little to no diacetyl. And when he was over there in Pilsen, the beers were butter bombs. You know they were good. I mean that that's not a good way to describe it. They were moderate levels of diacetyl, mm-hmm. but it worked in the beer. But just you know difference and from what the guidelines what the, was the, the style guideline that you're supposed to match says yeah. So we had a beer. You came over early and we played a game with the kids. But we had... Um, oh, I can't stone. remember the name of it. It was stone. a stone. Well, it, it is like Exocolatl, like the, the name for their, the name for chocolate. The Mayan word for chocolate. Yeah, it was like a portmanteau, though. There was... Um, yeah. Oh, what was it called, though? But it was a, a chocolate Kentucky, a bourbon barrel-aged beer. It was so good. It was, it was $17.99 for less than a... <laughs> 22-ounce bottle, but it was so good. So uh, the, the color of this is a uh, kind of golden, a little, you know, off straw, a little bit more golden. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of honey on the nose. Sort of a honey malt. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
for the aroma, I'm not getting. It's it's light. It's I'm not getting too much of. Not very hoppy, I guess. Yeah, the malt is kind of a little bit of a pale malt, a little bit of honey. Okay, so like they, Greg said, looking at, at the because um, they don't give you much information here, uh, but apparently corn chips and possibly vanilla are used in this. Uh, really? Yeah. Corn chips and vanilla. So this could have some corn in in the grain bill, and and now that you tell me that. I'm tasting like frosted flakes. Yeah. Right? You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm tasting is is a frosted flake type flavor. A little bit. It's not quite as sweet as a frosted flake. It's not covered in sugar. Um but you know, like the the vanilla kind of plays that role of the frosting. Mm-hmm. And the corn flavor doesn't really have it doesn't really taste Corny in the way that I think of a cream ale or something right, like that, right. but it does t- have kind of like a corn flake. Like when you're eating corn flakes in the morning, I'm, I'm getting a bit of that flavor that comes around, kind of the toasted, crunchy, you know, flakes of corn. It's <coughs> excuse me, it's fairly subtle. Um, I guess easygoing matches what it is. It does it's not really trying to do too much. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of of some kind of um, orangey, slightly resiny hop in the back uh, that, you know, sort of j- j- is just enough there to, to not make it go into super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pro- relatively easy to drink, 4.8%, so it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's completely sessionable, but, it, you know, it's in that range. Yeah, I think it's a good drinker. I'm enjoying it, you know, not going to you know, ooh and ah over tons of uh, deep detail in this thing. It's kind yeah. of gives you what it is. And that last taste was a little sweet, actually, a little too sweet. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. And that one wasn't quite as sweet. So it, it, it's interesting. It's not. It, okay, it's ending kind of sweet. I think this would be this would be a beer that would um, it'd be nice to have a little bit more lingering bitterness because I think it's ending a little too wet, a little too sweet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly hop this thing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying it for what it is as well. It's just a. It's it's kind of plain. It's there's not much to say about it. Uh, there are other beers that have, are more interesting to me that are more that still go down well. So the fact that it's not very interesting is also a part that you know I'm like I don't know. It's okay. just um, I, I could see this being made by like Budweiser or uh, or you know some major labels that you know, and us being and us shitting on it <laughs> because it, there's really nothing here. Okay. Um, I guess. Like, I was trying to think, you know, like, I'm thinking, you know, is this a lawnmower beer? But I think the sweetness might be a little too much on yeah. a hot day, right? You want something a little more crisp. Uh, and this, this is the kind of thing that, that people would ding a, a larger brewer for. 
say this beer is what what is this what are you trying to say with this i suppose i'm it's, i'm trying to think of a similar a similar beer you know aimed at the same you know market at this you know the same kind of thing where you know this Blue is moon. well no I mean, that's completely different that's, Blue moon is more flavor than this all right, because it's supposed to be a Belgian wit. But this I'm saying is... this, you you can't shit on Blue Moon and then, you know, have this not, have this be like a higher level beer. Okay. No, well, sure. I, I, yeah. Sure, if you're putting it that way, I don't think you can, you know, say this is better than Blue Moon, for sure. Um, I wasn't trying to compare them to that. I was trying to compare this to, you know... Cream Hills and American log, American pills, American lager type things. And this is better than Yingling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't. I dislike the flavor of Yingling. Uh, I don't think they make Budweiser American Ale anymore. But this is better than Budweiser <laughs> American Ale, which I didn't like the flavor of. Um, right. I, I don't. I, but I don't know. There's. What about that? Um, like land shark lager stuff like that, right? I mean, oh, that stuff's awful. <laughs> I never had it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is just a light ale. That you, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe a lot of people don't have time in the day for this beer, but you know, if you want, I, I'm just I'm, I'm you a know, twenty four ounce can of something light and unoffensive. This is it. <laughs> I, I, if you, you want, give me the rinse bucket, yeah. The, the I put the dump bucket oh, here, and I moved it down here. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I I don't know. It 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 feels like, it, on some level, we're more accepting of a beer like this from a place New Belgium, whereas uh, most people, us included, would shit on uh, a a big brewery doing something just like this. Where I think that we should shit on. New Belgium just as equally for making a beer like this. Which you, is... you might have a point there. Um, I would have to, you know, I think of a big brewer doing this kind of beer. I don't think I would be as satisfied as it. You know, that might just be my uh, bias. I, I mean, I think it play. is. If, if I didn't, if I told you that was made by Miller, right, and you'd be like, "What is this?" this it probably tastes more sweet. Yeah, right? I'd probably key in on the sweetness or something like that. Oh, that corn they use. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> might have a point there. Our biases might be making make us think beers taste better than they are. So the next beer is from Stone Brewing. This is their Stone Ripper. It is five point seven percent alcohol by volume, pale ale, nationwide, featuring Cascade and Australian Galaxy hops. Galaxy, <laughs> one yeah, of my favorites. Heather was at the beer distributor, the place in Pennsylvania where you buy. Cases of beer, even though that's changed, they have six packs there now, yeah. and large bottle singles. Uh, but you know, I needed I need some regular drinking beer yeah. in my fridge, so she got me a case of this, and uh, it's relatively new in the market. Yeah, can yeah. on January thirteenth, a little more than a month old. The hops are pretty bright on it. Yeah, the hops are pretty bright. Can you pass pretty... Me the, the, the water, please. Absolutely. Fill up. The color is a. Uh, uh, bronzish, oh, actually copper, more copper. 
mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's definitely a, a cascade sort of grapefruity aroma with a little tingle of something pineapple-y. Or even papaya. Pineapple-y, um, I'm getting passion fruit. Passion fruit, yeah, passion fruit, yeah. Maybe guava. Guava's a good call. Yeah, so there's some tropical notes in mm-hmm. there. There's some more classic citrusy notes kind of melted in. Um, I noticed, you know, like I said, I've probably had six or seven of these in the last, you know, week or so. So I'm kind of familiar with it. I noticed that, you know, first couple sips, it really punches you with the tropical. And then you kind of get dialed in and just mm-hmm. enjoy the rest of the beer. It almost tastes like a session ale, right? Yeah. Because there's kind of that not a big sweet body, a little straw and grassy to it. Uh, but around, on top of that, you're getting uh, kind of a pithy orange flavor. You know, the bitterness is coming across very mm-hmm. like pithy type bitterness. And then uh, some of the tropical flavors are kind of wafting over the top. <coughs> I would say that it's not that it's, it doesn't have a sweet body because it, it does have a pretty sweet body, um, but it's not it, it, it's not f- filling the center of your mouth with that sweetness. It's more mm-hmm. around the, the edges of your mouth, so it doesn't feel as okay. as uh, viscous in its sweetness. Uh, but I mean, at five point seven percent, it's got uh, oh yeah, a, a plenty you know a pretty healthy malt backbone there. Yeah, you're right. It's just you know on the on the. What I've noticed, in the, especially from the first couple of sips, it kind of had that more scratchy, tanniny type flavor yeah. that you get from uh, least original session mm-hmm. pale ales and IPAs and things, where it kind of has, instead of being sweet and bready, it's a little more scratchy and straw like. I mean, this definitely fits in a, uh, in a phase three IPA. Um, like I guess they call it a pale ale, but at 5.7%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the level of hops. Yeah. I mean, it's it's up there. It's it's in the gray area between mm-hmm. pale ale and India pale ale. Um, the hops are, are bright. They're nice. Um, I like the kind of the guava passion fruit stuff going on, which you know come from your galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, but the the more that I've I've had, I'm starting to wonder whether I like mosaic more. I think I do like mosaic <laughs> okay. a bit more. Um, you, know, I, you know, the Great American Beer Fest, I was all about Galaxy. I think that was the first time I had a whole, a whole bunch of it. But mm-hmm. you know, as I've had more and more mosaic, I think I'm more dialed into that. Still like Galaxy a lot, but mosaic, I think, is uh, for more me. Refined. It seems like mosaic can hit me one of two different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be super tropical mango. And then other times, I'm not sure if I'm ready to even describe the other way it hits me, but I don't like it as much, mm. you know. And it's like, so when you see mosaic, for me, it's not a sure thing. I'm, you know, it seems to go one of two different ways. I'm trying to think how I would describe the other way, but I'm, I'd have to have a beer in front of me to really do so. Um, I'm not sure I have as much experience with Galaxy. I mean, it's it's up there with one of the new hotness type hops, but you know, we've had dozens of mosaic beers. And, you know, half as many Galaxy beers, yeah, so it's hard yeah. to... You're not as intimate with it. Um, 
I'd actually like this to have a little bit more of uh, of a malt. Um, you know, if, if this were to be like a on a higher level for me, I, I need to have more of a malt backbone that I can really identify and, and see. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. I bring in a little bit more of that malt body, like the Stone IPA has mm-hmm. or an Enjoy by has, and I think it would play well. It's interesting. I, I never looked at the ABV on this thing. So the lack of body, I thought I was saving calories mm-hmm. and saving alcohol, but I'm not, right? So so it's kind of, I was giving it a, hey, this is good for a 5% alcohol by volume beer, but it's, you know. It's closer to 6. It's closer to 6. So, yeah, I'm, you know, 5 to 6. I guess you, some people say I'm splitting hairs, but I was kind of giving it, a pass because I thought I was saving calories, but turns out I'm not. No. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that if you if you just want you know these hops and you don't really care much about the malt, then this could be a good drinker. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's, it's well put together. There's nothing <laughs> you know. It's, there's certainly nothing offensive about it, and it's a it's a, it's a good drinker. But yeah, I mean, for it to be next level, yeah, it needs that more malt. I got 24 cans of it. I'm not regretting the purchase. Yeah. No, it's a fine drinker. Price point, I think it was like 45 bucks here in Pittsburgh. It's a little high. A lot of the comparative comparables were that high now mm-hmm. these days. So I'm just saying it's a little high. It's not yeah. too high. It's not like it was like 60 bucks or something. It's, it's a little right. high. All right. What's next? What's next? I want to go on to the Elder Brett. Oh. So, <coughs> good old Epic from Utah brings us the, uh, uh, I should say we bought it, they didn't bring it to us. Uh, the Elder Brett Saison Brett Golden Ale. It is, this is their, part of their Exponential Series and this is number 10. Well, I don't know. Is it number? Does it say what number it is? Let's see here. Is there it's a, a collaboration with Crooked Stave. It is... Because they have a celebrate Golden Ale number 9, Golden Ale number 10, Golden Ale number 8. I'm not sure which one this is. I'm trying to read, though. They have a label over here. And the... the uh, the label has a Mormon guy, like a bicycle, with a bicycle helmet, uh, giving you a big thumbs up. Yeah. It's Elder Brett right there. Yeah, yeah. you may. Uh, it's release number nine, I believe. Okay. So let me just go back here to number nine. Is anything different? Nine point four percent alcohol by volume. Okay, so so here you go. This is. Uh, this tells me more information about what is in here. Good. Straw color. Big Brett nose. It's funky. It's... The malts that are used are Pilsner, uh, Pregel, Barley Flakes, uh, Light Candy Sugar, Two Row Carapils, Malt, and Flaked Oats. Uh, in the boil, they add Tetanang Hops. Okay. 9.4% alcohol volume. Uh, wait... Really? This is old. Well, it is a Brett yeah. beer, so... 
How old is it? Well, uh, the brew date is um, it's a the pack date. It was packed on uh, March twenty second of twenty sixteen. Uh, so uh, nearly a year old. Okay. Uh, the brew date uh, November thirteenth of twenty fourteen. Okay. So they kept it around to age. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it's bread, right? Yeah. So. It depends. I mean, you can do stainless bread, but you normally turn that fast. So it was probably in wood, you know, for two years, and then they packaged it, and then it was sitting, who knows where, between Utah and Whole Foods. Big stinky nose on this thing. It's yeah, a lot of uh... washed rind cheese. You know, like Limburger type tartness, tanginess on the nose. You're getting. Uh, I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of a lambic in in ways. You know, you're getting kind of what else would I describe? You know, there's a little bit of that kind of burning up in your. Uh, I don't want to describe that. You know, when you, I'm thinking when you're drinking. Oh, this, like, this was aged in wine barrels. So. Okay. When you're thinking of like drinking a, like an unblended lambic or something like that, you know, there's kind of this zingy sourness that you can kind of, a uh, big mineraliness, you know, kind of like a chalky gypsum type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it smells really good. A flavor, uh, green grapes, kind of like a white wine type flavor. Strawberry. Oof. Um, stronger than I was expecting. Um, stronger, the, the tartness, the sourness? The... The acidity? The... <coughs> not, not the tartness, the... Um, the I guess the, the thickness. I mean, it, it was okay. disgusting that, that it was more than I was. Expecting. It does have a pretty full body. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it kind of is it's kind of a yogurt type character yeah. in there. Yeah, that's Greek, a good call. Bit of Greek yogurt, so there's some lactic. I think that's kind of the acidity that is kind of coming lactic acid. Uh, I was thinking kind of like a riesling because the wine that, that is coming through is like one of those. Um, Lighter uh, white wines that still mm-hmm. has you know some a little bit of body to it, so but it's not like an oaky Chardonnay or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and and Riesling's about the only thing I can think of because I'm not a big wine expert. Mm-hmm. That that I know is 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 more fitting for what I'm tasting here. Now, when I'm looking for wood, you take a sip of this. I'm tasting uh, definitely tasting the oak in there. There's there's a moderate oakiness. Again, if you say like an oaky Chardonnay or something like that, I'm kind of getting. It doesn't the, feel, I mean, it doesn't feel like a big, like a big oaky Chardonnay. Like it, I've, well, I mean, I, I guess if you, start, if you start to concentrate on it. I mean, it, it doesn't taste like a bourbon barrel oakiness or anything like that. But if you think of like a, an oaky white wine, I think it definitely has that character to it. <coughs> yeah, I guess now that I'm starting to concentrate more on, on the flavor as opposed to just the viscosity, it's getting, yeah. Yeah. The oak is coming through more and more. I still think the the body reminds me more of a lighter wine than, than a Chardonnay. Okay. 
I'm not sure I have it. I don't have a good enough frame of reference on that. To, you know? Just from my thinking, and I'm not sure I do either, because I'm, I'm no wine expert. So, you know, don't... Uh... And, and I don't know, for me, it's, it's really hard to uh, compare it to wines, because... The the zingy the carbonation on this is, is pretty zingy, you know, and it, that that's definitely bolstering the body. Mm-hmm. And but this tastes more whiny to me than it does, like a saison. Like it, it doesn't oh, taste sure. like a traditional saison, or even a breaded saison, like you'd think. It tastes more like a wine um, with some. Interesting... Yeah, it, it's it's lambicky to white wine than it is to. Saison um, Brett Ale. Right. You know, so right here on the label, it says Saison Brett Golden Ale. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's fine. We're not going to ding it. But if you're asking our opinions on where yeah. it's landing, it's landing in between, like, a Cantillon Grand Cru and a Riesling yeah. and a Chardonnay. You know, somewhere in between there. I'm sure a wine expert would, like, spit it out and say, oh, my God, the bread in here is, you know, destroying it. But... <laughs> Not being wine experts means that we have the delight of being able to say, "Oh, this tastes like a wine." And the sure. delight of the yeah. light of ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting some really lovely fruits. <laughs> lovely. Now I'm like thinking in a wine type <laughs> parlance here. No, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm thinking dragon fruit might be there. Um, I'm thinking of so you mentioned green grapes before. Yeah. Have you ever had papa? No. It's like a, a big wild grape from like North Carolina and whatnot. And I've had them like once, but for some reason, you know, it kind of was pulling that in. I'm thinking of, of Papa. Um, what else is in there? Uh, like the, the, um, the green plums, like the yellow plums or whatever, you know, not the purple ones, but like the, maybe they're not even called plums, but they're, they look in, you know, have the meat like a like a plum has, but they're yellow green. I'm not sure what you mean. I don't know if I'm aware of that. It's tasting a little bit like dra- like I said, <coughs> dragon fruit, a little uh, blueberry. <laughs> Blueberries and it's still, yeah. still sensitive to alcohol a little bit. Dude, the coffee coughs. Yeah. yeah, there's a blueberry strawberry thing going on in there. As I'm drinking this, I'm getting something that's a little more cream-like. You know, maybe it's back to the yogurt thing. The yogurt's getting a little creamy. There's also a little bit of like a floral note. A little Mm -hmm. vaguely kind of uh, rose-like on the the back of your palate. Thumbs up. Mm. This is good. This is really good. Epic Brewing, Elder Brett, with collaboration with Crooked Stave. You know, a bunch of really good breweries Mm -hmm. there. Heather uh, picked up a couple bottles of Epic's Big Bad Baptist Imperial Stout. That is a good Imperial Stout. That is one of my new favorites. I have to try it out. Epic is Epic makes some really good stuff. I don't. Like, <laughs> I'm at the point now. Where, like I don't want to rush this. This is too good. But you know, Greg's <laughs> done. I got to move on. Uh, well, we could. Um... We could do our spiel. I'm not ready, unfortunately. That's okay. I am ready, so we can move on while you queue up. All right, here we go. Oh, that stuff. 
Oh, we just posted the show, and I never looked to see if Cramazon.com was available. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Music? Cue the music. Like, music is... is Cue the on. music. Cue the music. It's, it's on. It's playing. Did you mute it to, like, no. the volume down or anything? No. Try the... Oh. Weird. <laughs> it must have a really long cable. <laughs> like an eight-mile cable. <laughs> I guess it just it started late on this track. Okay. Uh, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You know when you want to help support the show and buy stuff on the internet. The place to do it is at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Did I mention craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon? Because that's where you go to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you a penny more. We get a referral kickback for driving traffic to Amazon. Easy peasy. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yay! Alright. What's next? Well, we got some stouts. We got uh, Imperial Tanilla, and we got Nihilist Imperial Stout. Well, you want vanilla, or do you just want straight up? Let's go straight up and then into the vanilla. All right. So, the Nihilist Stout from Sly Fox, uh, Russian Imperial Stout, 9% alcohol by volume, 80 IBU. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on here. Um... They jam their cork in really deep. I have to use the wine opener here. And I don't see any other information on it. Uh, draft availability occasional, package availability occasional. So there you go. Current availability Pottstown 750 milliliter. Glug, glug, glug. It's very, very motor oil esque. Not a lot of carbonation. Look at yeah. that. It, like it made no head pouring it. It's a 750 milliliter cage cork bottle. Very, very dark black with brown highlights. Trying to see if there's a production date on this guy. I don't think there is. I was less concerned about it because it is an imperial stout. Mm-hmm. It has its original gravity in Plato. That's more information I have. Twenty-one point five. Oh no, I do have that. Twenty-one point five original gravity. Yeah. So eighty IBU, nine percent. Or Plato was the original gangster, one or the other. Oh gee, let me see the battle things. So yeah, there's yeah, like you said, nothing, nothing on here. Seems to there's anything else in here. Um, from Pottstown, PA. So it's, I wouldn't say it's close to us. No, that's that's just outside of Philly. Yeah, but it's you know, it's not super far away either. Uh, oh, there's something here at the bottom here. One five zero six three zero zero three. You mean the um? Where, where do you see this? The, the, the bottom there. Oh, I don't know what those numbers mean though. Those are actually like etched into the glass that was made uh, from the bottle maker. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's something though. Or it's really bumpy, but it seems like it's etched in. All right, so 
Big Imperial Stout, pretty black. No head, like we mentioned. This is barrel aged. It's aged in whiskey barrels. Okay. The aroma on it is bringing lots of. Uh, I mean, so the booziness is coming through a bit. It's not super alcoholic, but there's a booziness. That's what I like to smell in my Imperial Stouts. It's playing with some like really dark, ashy cocoa chocolate malt type flavors you know it makes me think of like a you know english like a samuel smith's imperial style you mm-hmm. know the, the classic english imperial style i'm gonna try to warm this up because this is a, at about 50 oh that's way too cold yeah so i mean not if you ask the brewer but if you ask us and you know we drink these big beers when we're trying to do this analysis we like to get it uh, considerably with at least like at least out to 55 56 degrees at least 130 degrees <laughs> yeah no no i mean i aim for like 60 58 mm-hmm. to 62 yeah. for for actually digging into a beer so we're cupping our hands around the spiegelow beer tulips like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, the, the barrel-aged beer glasses are all dirty right now. So, Back to the beer tulips we go. Warming up my hands again because I'm getting a lot of this. So we got a comment for, on Twitter from somebody who mentioned... Uh, it was from John, I think. Yeah. Or no, it was Jason. John or Jason. One it was of the JD. Two. Wasn't it JD? It said that these were $5. That the barrel-aged were $5 more. $5 more. Yeah. Which is funny because when Greg looked... Like a month ago, they were like super expensive. The the beer tulips were much more expensive than the barrel aged beer glass. I'm wondering if Amazon is just like doing that variable pricing thing where they see where the market is for, and so everyone gets a different price. I guess it's possible. Because when when I looked and bought mine, they were barrel aged beer glass. I think was no, I think it was five bucks more. Five bucks more for me, if I remember right. So, you know, your mileage may vary if you're going to get some barrel-aged beer glasses. You can go to um, craftbeerradio.com and click on the link for the store. And we have kind of a curated store of all our favorite products. The Xylus bottle stoppers to you know, seal off big bottles of beer. Our glasses. Uh, other accoutrement. Oh, another thing. Another accoutrement that you mentioned that I saw on Twitter was um, the... Decap and Capper. Oh, yes. So, long-time listeners will remember that the guys who do Decap and Capper sent us... Decap and Catcher. Decap and Catcher. Yes. It it is one of the old-style bar bottle openers. You know, wall-mounted bottle openers. You stick the bottle in and you twist it down. But when the cap falls out, it falls past a very strong neodymium magnet and sticks there. So you get this, like, cluster of bottle caps. And we were kind of lukewarm on the review when we first did it. Because mm-hmm. the price was a bit high. It's just a bottle opener with a magnet attached. Then I realized I've been using this to open every bottle of beer that I've drank for the last 10 years. <laughs> the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The the uh, value over time of yeah. it. The, what, uh, I can't think of the word right now. You know, that, it's pretty good. No, not not depreciation, but the uh, amortization mm. of the expense mm-hmm. is well worth it, right? So I'm like, I had to tweet that I had to upgrade my opinion of the decap and catcher 10 years later. I, I emailed the guy. 
you know, telling them this, right? Um, they followed me on Twitter, but never wrote back. <laughs> so I don't know if he's angry that we didn't help him out 10 years ago or what. Well, I mean, hey, the, the, you can say it now. It, it stood the test of time. It, it, you know, another thing that happened like that, simple waiting for these beers. I'll tell another quick story. There's a guy in Cleveland who does uh, hopped beard oil and stuff like that. And, you know, and I have a beard, but I've never really done beard oil stuff. Right, yeah. So I sent him a message saying, hey, you know, do some sample. You know, could you send me a sample? We'll promote it on the show. He followed me back on Twitter, never replied to my email. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the uh, I can't remember. I'll give him a free plug if I can think of the name right now. But it's, um, oh, I don't I'm know. I'm sure if you did a Google search. Yeah, yeah hopped beard oil. From Cleveland, you'll find it. So the surface temperature now is 64, so I'm r- probably roughly in a good t- good temperature for, for my beer. Uh, so that, that means usually surface temperature is about 5 degrees higher, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely fits in kind of the English style, right? Where you're not getting, it's not hoppy. Not particularly, there's a lot of whiskey here. A lot of the barrel age and whiskey is coming through. Hmm. Interesting. Um, See, I was kind of... I for, maybe I forgot it was barrel aged. I was kind of thinking that this had like some well aged and it was oxidized. You know, like nicely oxidized, but it seemed like it's moderately oxidized. But I guess it could be barrel. I'll have to get another sip here. I'm getting... You know, oh, that's some really nice aftertaste. I'm getting some molasses, toffee... Um, what are those uh, candy bars with the toffee chips in it? Like a Heath bar or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm getting some of that. <coughs> I actually think I generally prefer bourbon for uh, barrel aging of a stout over whiskey. Whiskey to me, um, um, I like whiskey more than bourbon. It's like straight, but uh, I think that bourbon makes a better... Well, so whiskey. For... So you remember we were talking with Allie, right? Where a square is a special kind of rectangle. Right. A bourbon is a special kind of whiskey. Yeah. So whiskey could just be a general term for things, including bourbon. But you would normally say Asian bourbon barrels as opposed to Asian whiskey barrels. But if it's not bourbon, then what is it? Is it is it Scotch whiskey or is it Jack Daniels or right. you know? So it's, it's kind of it's Canadian whiskey. You know, whiskey could be pretty variant. It's I'm curious when you say you like things aged in whiskey barrels over bourbon barrels. No, bourbon, bourbon barrels over whiskey barrels. Oh, is that what you said? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I I, I, t- I said I tend to like whiskey more straight. Oh, okay. All right. But aging, I tend to like more the bourbon aging than whiskey. I see. I see. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the, like I said, I just wanted to point out that, you know, we'd have to unpack why Greg likes whiskey more than bourbon when whiskey is like 20 different things right. and bourbon is well because i think of like scotch whiskey and things okay and so, yeah sure yeah but you know canadian whiskey is the same kind right of yeah. irish whiskey right. and i really don't you know like irish whiskey mm-hmm. or canadian whiskey all that much i do like this beer though it's okay it's a little I think the whiskey is taking away from a, a, a pretty good stout there. I think it, it's 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 overpowering uh, the stout. The, I'd like to try it without the barrel aging. 
because to me the whiskey is pretty powerful. Okay. Um, it's it, it's kind of almost like sharp, and hmm. see, I'm tasting. I, I'm not tasting what you're describing. What I'm tasting is whiskey barrel or not. It's not really the big part of the flavor. What I'm tasting is kind of an English style imperial stout that is probably like three, four years old level of oxidation. And it's, it's kind of in this nice mellow spot where you can kind of just sit back and, and you're getting these great toffee flavors. You're getting uh, a little bit of ashiness, some molasses. Uh, that's where I'm at. Now it's 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 a completely different for me. Uh, it's all, all all getting is all whiskey all the time. I, I mean, there's a good here. Take a sip out of this glass and just see if you're getting the same thing. It's different. A little bit. A little right, bit. I'm gonna go to all whiskey all the time here, baby. For me, it's not that different. It maybe a little more oakiness in yours. Yeah, there's a little stratification going on here. So, yeah, th- yours had more chocolatey and more toffee notes, and mm-hmm. mine was much more okay. stronger on the whiskey and other stuff than that. And I'm more sensitive to it, so I'm going to be more right. dominated by that. Right. Well, we're going to disagree. I guess we're just going to disagree on that one. I guess so. I mean, hey, I I, I liked Jeff's uh, the you know, the sip from mm-hmm. Jeff's uh, bottle more or glass. When I went from yours back to mine, I really taste the oxidation was like blown out. I tasted like much more sherry notes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When I went back to my glass, it made the oxidation much more apparent. I would, I would wager this beer is a couple of years old. I don't know, just. Well, I mean, it's, really, it's, it's been aged, so. Well, right, but I, I mean, I think it's actually been in the package. Yeah. For a couple, I mean it. It just tastes to me like a beer that's been in my cellar for three years. Mm. I see what you're saying. I, I, I think I, I don't know. It might be the whiskey. I'm trying to see if there's anything on any sort of label here, like on the cork. Maybe they might tell us, but no. And the cork was in there pretty tight, like you said. So. Yeah. When I went shopping for these beers at Whole Foods, like the styles that mattered, the styles that need to be fresh, I did put a couple back, you know, uh-huh. because they were weren't fresh. Uh, you know, but then a couple of the ones that weren't uh, actually printed on, you know, like the Imperial Stout and this Brett beer, you know, they were both yeah, okay with a year. Sure. But I've been burned enough that, you know, sometimes when you're shopping for beer, you're so excited. You're like, oh, yeah, I want to get that. And you forget to do your due diligence. Yes. Especially for those IPAs and uh, lagers. Check Check those dates carefully. Uh, actually, you know, I talked to the uh, person who was working at the counter who, you know, was more than just a cashier. So she was able to give me some guidance on, oh, that yeah, that beer's been around for a while or mm-hmm. that one's fresh. You know, she gave me some guidance for ones that didn't have labels on the or dates on the bottle. So our last beer of the night is from... Oh, excuse me, Knee Deep Brewing. This is their Imperial Tanilla. Now, Tanilla is uh, a, uh, a porter that is made with uh, grade A Tahitian vanilla beans. So this is the Imperial version. It's their second, it's their two-year anniversary brew. 
Um, twice as many vanilla beans as his brother. Uh, so the malts that he used are Pale Malt, Munich, Crystal 45, Black, and Chocolate Malt. The hops are East Kent Goldings. Uh, 48 IBU, 10% alcohol by volume. This one, in comparison to the Nihilus, is a big head. Uh, fluffy. Uh, it's also very black with brown highlights. Much more ashy on the aroma, a little bit of vanilla. Really, my first aroma was like acetone and band aids. Now I'm getting that, yep. <laughs> that's yeah. all I smell. Oh, that's all oof. I smell. Not, no, that's all. I, I, I got some ashiness at first, but then. Um, I don't even want to take a sip of this. Mm. It smells awful. It's like almost making me a lightheaded smell so bad. Oh my god. Oof. That does smell pretty bad. That is an infection. I mean, I'm going to sip it just to see. No good. Nope. Ooh. Nope. That nope. beer is effed. Well, that's a that's a disappointing. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but at least we know Shane from Still City Beer. He might be able to help us out here with the you know, wasted expenditure. Mm. Um, what else? Is there anything else in the fridge? I can grab something else. Let's do it. Let's grab something. I'll see if I can uh, look up and see if there's any beer news while uh, while Jeff is grabbing something from the fridge. Gonna go to the beer Reddit or beer it as they call it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any new news that I saw recently. I think there was something, but I'm not sure what it was. So that doesn't help you that I say that. But let's see. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff here that is not very interesting. What happened? They changed the whole thing. There used to be a whole beer right now, and now it's just beer. <laughs> you know, well, this kind of stalling normally works in the post-show. Yeah. probably doesn't work so well on the main show. You, there used to be a bunch of news and stuff, and now I guess they changed rules. All right. So remember when like that, that hot little craft brewery called Ten Barrel Brewing sold Anheuser-Busch and everyone freaked the heck out? Yeah, sure, of course. I don't think we've ever had any Ten Barrel beer until today. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Well, okay, so we had we had a new Belgium that, that uh, tasted like it was uh, the kind of beer that we would reject if it were from a uh, a major brewer. So now here is a major brewer that makes a 10-barrel, or makes a craft. Well, they, you know, purchased a majority stake in yeah. a craft brewery. Now, we've, we've had other beers that, you know, that are owned by Budweiser. Goose Island, for example, makes oh, some yeah. fantastic beers. Uh, and of course, um, Elysian, Elysian, um, are two examples of Budweiser and Four Peaks, of course. Four Peaks is one of the few Arizona beers that was, uh, palatable. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Joe. Meet Joe. Joe. Meet Joe from Tembro, India Pale Ale. Okay. 6.9% occupied volume. Uh... 
Hamburgers and Ten is in Bend, Oregon. That is some tropical nose on that thing. I'm getting right. uh, guava passion fruit. Maybe a little bit of mango, but kind of like a tart mango. Indeed. It smells pretty good. So, oh, and look at this. Look at how hazy that is. It's hazy, yeah. He poured the whole bottle out. Didn't decant carefully. Not quite northeast IPA, orange juice type cloudiness. Which I should mention, I still don't quite get. Haven't had an awesome... Super, I mean, I've had awesome Northeast IPA, right? But not one boom sauce from Lord Hobo right. is amazing, yeah. But that's not crazy, muddy, cloudy. I had one just the other day from a local brewery saying, Yeah, here's our attempt at a Northeast IPA. Well, well, I mean, I, well, I, it was cloudy, I can give them that, but that's about all the beer was. <laughs> so, uh The IPA was formerly known as Sam after its hop, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Mosaic. Uh, but we were told it would be a tra- trademark issue with a large craft brewery out of the Northeast. So we had to change it. <laughs> so I got through a bunch of generic names. Bob, Tom, Dick, Dan, Carl, Frank. Until we finally arrived at the perfect name for IPA, Joe. So Simcoe, Amarillo, and Mosaic. Uh, and So so Sam Caligione's trademarked his first name. <laughs> I doubt that, but I think it was more like... They said there was a trademark issue. Yeah. I doubt that he trademarked his name, but I bet there was something well, like... It wouldn't be a trademark issue if he didn't trademark his name. <laughs> Maybe he did for beer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as I said, 6.9% alcohol volume, 70 IBU, uh, Amarillo, Mosaic, and some good. We're frantically cupping our snifters here to... Uh pump some heat into this beer because it's too cold just came out of the fridge seconds ago this one a gold medal for 2016 best of oregon i don't know what that which best of oregon is probably one of those like like state fair type thing not even state fair like those magazines you know, <laughs> the free magazines that are available everywhere that or you know i can't even think of that shitty website that <laughs> does I don't know, but I, I love that like well, what's the what's that what's that website the the one that Buzzfeed? Was, no, no, the, the one that does all the listicle beer articles. Oh. I can't think of the name right now. It's probably good that you can't think of the name. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Dang it. I'm drawing a blank. You got contacted by a writer from there, right? Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we'll contribute if you're not writing one of these shitty listicles. Yeah. And, well, we didn't proceed. No. Because he was writing a shitty listicle. <laughs> Smells yummy, man. The the big tropical aromas on this guy. A little bit of floral in there too. Like I said, the, I mentioned the tropicals, right? But I'm getting guava, passion fruit. This, the website has like active like uh, video. There's a video playing like HTML, like HTML5 video playing yeah. in the background. BMX bikers and mountain bikers drinking Joe. Is, is that safe? <laughs> they can wrap their head around the tree all they want. They're I not Yes. I mean, they're wearing helmets, at least. I wouldn't want to bike. I mean, I can see, like, having a beer and then doing an easy bike trail. Mm-hmm. But not, like, dirt biking. That seems like you want to have Maybe your head in the Maybe they did it after they finished. Maybe. 
All right, so uh, onto the flavor. There is a nice uh, malt backbone here, kind of a little bit of a caramel uh, toffee, or not non toffee, caramel to bready sweetness that is playing in with the tropical hops. There is a little bit of like, we said it's what Simcoe? Simcoe and Amarillo. This, Amarillo. Is, this is still very much in the uh, phase two area. It's got mm-hmm. mosaic in it, but it, it's still a phase two. Okay. Um, it's not really very tropical. It's got a lot of resiny notes. It's got some uh, oniony, sulfury notes. Um, I think it's probably more up Jeff's alley than mine. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe I was kind of glossing over. Oh, I'm getting... Yeah. I don't know. I'm torn. The, the mosaic... The second sip had more of a mosaic. I'm torn. Thing. Like, you know, so it but starts the, out... But the, but the end gets oniony. It starts out... We're disagreeing again. For me, it starts out in that Simcoe realm, right? Where you're getting that a bit sulfury, a bit something that's kind of like adjacent to piney. Then for me, it goes into this vanilla-y, tropical uh, guava, dragon fruit, you know, in that kind of realm of things. And, it, and there's like a, a, an inherent inherited sweetness from the hoppiness, you know, where I'm getting a little bit of that kind of lusciousness from the hops. Yeah, so for me, that's reversed. I get the tropical notes at first, and the aftertaste goes sulfury and oniony, uh, which, I mean, some people really like. You know, those, mm-hmm. um, um, not Sculpin, but uh, what's, uh, what's the one from Palace Point? Uh, the the watermelon one was... Dorado. Yeah, Dorado is, is the oniony one that um, you loved and I didn't like so much. Okay. Uh, it's it, this reminds me of that, and it's a similar kind of uh, quality uh, to Dorado, uh, not watermelon, but, but a regular Dorado. Um, so, if you're into that, like I know you are, you like that. I wouldn't say this is this is durian in terms of its uh, nutty notes. No, it's it, this it one's interesting to me because it's you know we we've been using the shorthand of you know phase one, phase two, phase three. Right. We sometimes we say two and a half. Yeah. To me, this one is. Two and three quarters to three, which you're saying it's like two or maybe two and a eighth, yes. you know, that kind of thing. Uh, for me, the mosaic is is cashing this check, and that is that, and the other tropicals are really making this beer interesting and, and giving it a lot of nuance. I mean, we're looking at it from different angles, and for me, you know, it, it it's way out there. So it's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, it different tonight. You know, you're the only you're the only one here with a gallbladder, so maybe that's changing maybe your that's perception. It. Maybe that's it. Uh, you know, this is the kind of thing I'd go out and buy a six or a twelve or uh, of this kind of thing. Oh, I could see really enjoying this at a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to make that clear. This is very a very enjoyable IPA that I could easily uh, have a couple at a bar. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm you know in full analysis mode, okay. and I'm thinking about like right, what what right. is it that I'm that I really you know I'm loving IPA wise. This is not quite the IPA that you know is is going to sure. strike my fancy, but very good, very good. All right. Would you like to rank the beers this evening? Sure, sure. Uh, let me start with. Uh, Don't the... forget to rank your surgeon in the place. Where would you put your surgeon? My surgeon. Oh, you were sleeping for the whole thing, so you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> he... 
I assume he was good. I mean, there's no... I don't have any issues. <clears throat> okay. And I haven't seen my insights to know, you know, what, what else happened. But it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I recommend looking. There's plenty of YouTube's of the surgery. It's interesting. I mean, as long as you're not like particularly squeamish. Mm-hmm. Uh, After like, I had my vasectomy, I looked at vasectomy surgery. Yeah. Not before. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think I would have been fine with looking at. It, although it does. I mean, when things are being punched through the stuff, it looks like it, it looks like ooh, this stuff is like going through it. Like, like, then you realize it's all. It's really actually much smaller than you think. It's just sort of you know. But still, it's it's you no, know, it's interesting to to look at. But some people don't like guts. You know, blood. don't like guts and don't like. I mean, and there's some external views of when you know people are pulling out the bag and there's. Like, yeah, we can talk about this in the post show because okay. I, I kind of want to. I I have something to say and I want to dig into this a little bit, but okay. it is not main show topic. Okay, well you brought it up. I know. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, in last place. I, I just wanted you to do a quick Yelp review of your surgeon with these beers. Uh, okay. Uh, a little juxtaposition. Well, I mean, I, I, I think he did a good job, so it's going to be number one. All but right. um, uh, in, in last place, uh, New Belgium. I mean, like I said, we're not ranking the uh, the knee deep. Which yeah. you, you actually put a, a stop. You well, that was before I knew it was ruined. Yeah, or, that's true. I think it was before I knew it was ruined. Or yeah. maybe I stopped it so I can give it to Shane so I could show him that. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a good idea, it. actually. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, in last place, since, we're not, since we aren't doing the, the beer that was ruined, we're not judging that because it was not what was intended. Uh, we're going to go with the beers that were intended. Uh, in last place, New Belgium. Because, like I said, uh, if that were a... And I went on and on about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know. If, he if, hated it. Yeah. If, if if it were a major beer, you know, a, a large, like, Budweiser making it, you you would say, this is shit. Th- that's what pe- people would say. Uh, in fourth place, huh, I'm going to put the Nihilist, the Sly Fox, um, just because, and, and weirdly, you know, I liked your glass more. Mm-hmm. But um, it's uh, you know the, the 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 whiskey didn't serve it well for for what I was tasting. It was a little too too heavy on that whiskey. Okay, so I'm just gonna put that that there. Uh, I'm going to then put the um, the stone. I think because. While it was fine, it uh, you know it needed something extra. It needed that extra right. bit of malt, I think, to really to 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 carry it through and, and get it to the next level. Uh, in second place, I'm going to put this one, the the Joe from Ten Barrel. Uh, Jeff likes it more than I do. Um, I find it a little bit oniony, but uh, like I said, you know, if I was at the bar, it'd be fine, perfectly fine. But I, I thought, I, you know, the Elder Brett was definitely the most interesting beer of the night, the one that we could really sink our sink our mouths into. So I'm going to put that at number one. All right. Um, as well, I'm going to put the New Belgium uh, Day Blazer in last place. For me, it was more of a hard luck loser. I thought it was a fine beer. Great, makes really? some. What's that? Fine, really. I think it was a fine... I mean, for a beer you're going to drink and not think about, I thought it was perfectly palatable. There was no abrasive flavors. There was... It was just a beer. It's... 
they called it an easy going out. It wasn't easy going out for me. Extraordinarily mediocre. I I thought it was. I thought it was satisfying. I, love, and, I actually kind of I love that now. They think they just said it and they're extra- like extraordinarily mediocre. <laughs> awesome. Yes. No. <laughs> for me, there was nothing that was really deficient in that beer. It just wasn't much of anything, mm-hmm. you know. So you know that's where I'm at. You know, I don't think I would use the the moniker mediocre for it. I do really. Why not? Because I think what about it had anything beyond being mediocre? It's better than many of the you know amber ales that we've ever had. But those aren't mediocre; those are bad. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to get into semantics argument. Maybe, here. maybe I was trying to, I was going to say a second ago before I was so rudely interrupted, was that Greg has an interesting point where if the same beer came with a the label that was owned, if it came out of Four Peaks or Goose Island or Miller, Miller, Lining Kugels, any of those, would I have been much more harsh on it? I, I think he has a point there. I think I might be. If this was a Lining beer, I probably would have been not very nice to it. Mm-hmm. So I say, as give it, as, I say, give it the same treatment. But I didn't. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking of. Okay, lawnmower beers. And what is a lawnmower beer? That's another whole rattle that's, that yeah, I that's another, Yeah, this is not a lawnmower beer. This is a mediocre beer that really deserves to be called out it, for being I put mediocre. it in the freaking last page. Yeah, but I, but no, I, I, I think this point needs to be... But I, I didn't dislike it. That's the thing. I, I thought it was... But if it was a line of Kugels, what would you have disliked it? I, that's a good, that, that is a great question, which I can't give you an answer for. Double blind, give me some misinformation test. Mm-hmm. We got to confirm. We need some confirmation bias to confirm the bias. Um, I know I said that wrong, but um, no, no I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I really. That's why I'm so adamant about this. It's is an that, interesting question. I, th- I think I know the should... answer. Is that you know, if I knew it was Lyman Googles, you know, I, I would have been just as harsh on it, uh, and so I would. So I, I want to treat it the same way. Yeah. All right. I'm in a quandary right now. It's fine. You're not gonna. You're not gonna think it's awful. Are you gonna be excited by it? No, you're not gonna be excited by it. All right, moving on. Because of that, I lost track of where I was. You're, I'm you're gonna in last put, place. So there's all, all the rest of the viewers are still left. Yes, I'm gonna put the stone, uh, the ripper, in. What are we at? Five, fifth place. Uh, I I thought this was a nice four point three percent session ale. Mm-hmm. It's a five point nine percent pale ale. Five point seven percent pale ale. So it's over. You know, it's over one percent more than you thought. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So it's that that whole. You know, the worth just variety thing kind of comes mm-hmm. into play a little bit, even though it's not a alcoholic boozy. 13% mm-hmm. beer comes into play a little bit. I still think it's good. I, I like the uh, tropical hops that they put in there. I just think if they would have made it a little more meaty with like the, the stone IPA type malt bill, I think it would be a better beer. 
Um, you know, then now we're into really good beer territory. These top three, I, the Joe, the Nihilist, the Elder Brett. I definitely like the Nihilist more than Greg did. But I think I'm also going to put it in third place. And that, that's a testament to how much I like Joe. But, I mean, the Nihilist was really kind of right up my alley. It was a bit boozy. It wasn't very hoppy. It was kind of an English-style IPA. The oxidation, like I said, I really felt like it was like a three-year-old. Been in my cellar for three years type beer. Sometimes the woody wood can kind of give you that kind of character. But, you know, this is a good improved style. I like that. Put the Joe in second place. You know, it's interesting. It's Samarillo, or Samarillo. <laughs> Sam, Simcoe, Amarillo, and then Mosaic. For me, the Mosaic is carrying this beer. Because Amarillo and Simcoe are pretty abrasive hops. They're, they're, Although they can be, I mean, what was that beer that was like Amarillo and Simcoe and I loved it? And, and... There's outliers yeah. for sure, but I mean, in general, the the rule of thumb is that those, you know, Amarillo is catty, and Simcoe is ununique. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can do better than that, then you are a world class brewer. But those are kind of the the catch all. So I think that the mosaic saved this beer, but I really enjoyed the tropicalness, the tropicality of, of Joe. Tropicality that was a Nick term, wasn't it? He might have he might have coined that one. Yeah. Uh, I did call it back. I yeah. knew that we've used it before, um, but I did like the tropicality of Joe. The the beer, you know, corporate overlords or not, I, I thought that was a really good. I would call that a phase three IPA. I know Greg and I are going to argue exactly where it falls. So I'm I'm pinning it in phase three, and I will stand by that. Let's fight. Let's do it with the, with the robots or, or thumb war. We could do a thumb war afterwards. <laughs> um, this Elder Brett, you know, it was brewed two and a half years ago, bottled a year ago. Super duper, mm-hmm. man. Good this, stuff. This, this lambic, like like unblended lambic type flavors, this white wine, dry white wine type flavors. Man, that I've had some good stuff from Epic, but I think this one takes the cake. This is really good. I don't good. know if it takes the cake this really good. I think I've had better stuff from Epic. I've had, we had great stuff from Epic. So... Uh, this, I think this one takes the cake. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you. I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, you know, they're known for like brainless, uh, you know, apricot brainless oh, and brainless yeah, and cherries. On, but, no, this is so much better than brainless. No, not really. This is like ten times better than any brainless. This is I've had. not ten times better. The than thing, the yet. thing that comes close is that big bad Baptist Imperial Stout that I've had from them. I mean, this and that are. This like, is not as good as some of the other stuff. I mean, this is this. No, no way! I totally disagree with you. This you was, can, this was, but you're wrong. This was fine and 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 very good, but it wasn't special like some of those other beers we had from Epic. You're wrong this time. You hey. can be right about the A Blazer, but you're wrong about the Epic. This hey, is... like you said, I don't have gall anymore. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're trying to make up for it. That's for sure. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show we really really do appreciate it that you've hung out with us for that, that's too loud beast boys come on guys fade in you know how to do this thing you're like professionals craft beer radio is released on the creative commons license visit craftbeerradio.com for more information if you want to help us out go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon shop 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 until your heart's content uh 
If you want to email us, you can do beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, at craftbeerradio. We have individuals. I'm at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. And we should, set, we, should, we should really make a Twitter account for your gallbladder. Why? Because it's lonely. It's in a medical waste pile right now. It needs well, a Twitter I'm account. I'm sure it's been burned, burned up by now. It's not, you know, I don't think it's, it's still okay. in a pile. In memory of Greg's spoke gallbladder. <laughs> I'm kind of happy with it. Not... <laughs> like... But you have stuffed animal to replace your gallbladder. Yes, my sister got me a, a the stuffed version of, of a gallbladder, which is very nice. But uh, we'll get that a Twitter account. <laughs> Why? What's it gonna say? Are you, are you gonna maintain that? I'm not gonna write for it. <laughs> I received. If someone some... wants to wants to make a Greg's gallbladder uh, Twitter account. Go ahead. You have my permission. You can make fun of me all you want. You can you can have it. You know, tweet horrible things. I don't care. So yeah, go nuts. But it, that just sounds dumb. Make Greg's gallbladder great again. Okay, go for it. Thanks everyone for listening. Really do appreciate it. There I watched her. She spun around and went in the warmth